1: The NBA Gambling Podcast so on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet a hundred dollars, and get a hundred dollars at sports gambling podcast.com slash WinBet. The sports gambling slash W Y N N B E T. State restrictions apply yes sir we are back with another edition of the nba gambling podcast on the sports gambling Podcast network no me no the voice no guy it's me really real villain it's royal Furman jr here at your service a little bit of a delayed start today but no worries we got my guy scott studio show with me scott what's going on
0: and nothing much uh, looking forward to going through today's card i know yesterday was a pretty interest uh, interesting card in the nba uh you had well two games on tv both of them were really really good uh the, mm-hmm. you know, the boston game against golden state which turned out to be a fun one not mm-hmm. sure what marcus smart was doing in overtime but uh, we can talk about that maybe in a second and then you had an awful game for about three quarters and then the nets made the game competitive they lost the game anyway uh, anything stick out to you yesterday? Because both TV games were actually good for once.
1: Yeah i I think that Golden State. I think Golden State's thing is they won. They're very, very injured, and so everybody that they had with size is out. When you talk about Kaminga, who has a lot of size to him, Wiseman, of course, and Wiseman is still like we're trying to see and make sure that he pans out and he works. But I feel like you can only get that with reps, and he's not getting the reps right now because he's always hurt. So uh, I'm I'm interested to see what Golden State, but they put up a hell of an effort, like a hell of an effort. They got the cover. They covered the opening line. The line opened up at 5 and then got bid up all the way to 7 before game time. And I'm, I'm just hammering Golden State, and as it goes up, I'm hammering Golden State again because I'm like, I just – I understand they're bad on the road, but I just don't think that on a nationally televised game where the public is on Boston at – Golden State knows that they struggle on the road and they were going to come out flat, and they didn't. They came out there ready to go, so really, really fun game in that one.
0: Yeah, uh, I liked Golden State as well in that one. I thought that the spread was a bit too high. I understand you could argue Boston wanted to get revenge and they were at home. Until yesterday, Golden State really had their number, and in reality, Golden State probably should have won the game because Jalen Brown was awful the entire game and then hit. He woke up
1: literally two minutes until the end of the fourth quarter, and overtime is when he woke up.
0: Yeah, and he hit the game tying three in the last minute, and then he ended up helping to take over overtime. But, I mean, Golden State is a good defensive possession away from winning the game, and instead Jalen Brown hit the shot. Horrible final possession by Curry. I I don't know what that was at the end of regulation, but it was a terrible possession, good defense by Horford.
1: I I can't even say it's a terrible possession because we've seen him hit that kind of shot. So many times that is just like, I think that what was a good adjustment by Boston was Al Horford and his on-ball defense of Steph Curry. Like there was multiple times where he got switched on to Steph Curry and he defended him really, really well, including that last possession. So all kudos to Al Horford and his effort that he put in that game on the Yeah, Horford did a great job
0: defensively, but oh, I know Curry's Curry. It was a bad possession. If your possession looks, if I can envision that same possession happening to Julius Randle, in the final two minutes no but but Julius Randle doesn't do
1: that Julius Randle doesn't do that on a regular though if you if Steph Curry does that he hits that probably what 7 8 times out of 10 like you can't get you can't get too mad at it because he it's a shot that he works on it's a shot that he makes and it was just a larger defender that played really really good defense
0: i, I don't know I, I understand that he can make that shot but maybe i'm just old
1: school that way i think it's a bad possession for 90% of the league not him
0: it's a tie game You get the ball in your hands with 20 seconds to go. You do nothing until the final two seconds of the clock, which results in a rushed step-back fadeaway three. I thought it was a bad possession. I know you're Curry. I know that you can hit all these shots. But when you do nothing for about 18 seconds out of 20, and then you settle for a pretty awful shot in terms of level of difficulty for the average person...
1: But could, that's it. That's the word right there. The I think you could have gotten a better shot. That's all I'm saying. I'll live with it. I'll live, I'll live with that shot. I maybe, maybe it's just me
0: that. not being a fan of three pointers in tie games, which I know is kind of going out the window, but I, I thought it was a bad possession. That's all I'm going to say. I thought they could have done a lot more. They forced a switch. First of all, they chose to get the Horford switch because they sent mm-hmm. Draymond to set the screen. I'm not sure if I agree with that move. I think they could have tried to get somebody else to switch on to him. I
1: don't know. I I just thought that it wasn't a great possession. I thought they could have done more with it. And then... I'm actually surprised to hear that from you because you're such a, I prefer my best player to take the final shot kind of guy.
0: Oh, I wanted Curry to shoot the ball. I I just feel like it was so rushed at the end and the spacing was off on the final possession because it wasn't even just Horford. Because he went to the wing, you also had the other defender kind of move over as well. So it turned into like a makeshift double team there on that three-pointer. I just wasn't a fan of the final possession, but uh, at the end of the day, Golden State gave it a good run. Boston won the game. My main rant for the actual day would be Toronto, and I can't believe that they blew the game against I Minnesota. Cashed.
1: I cashed. I had Minnesota. I had Minnesota. That was.
0: It. It's more just the spot alone for Toronto. You've been playing good basketball lately. Minnesota is in a horrible spot in the scheduling situation. First of all, they're missing a, they're missing a couple of players because Gobert's mm-hmm. not going to play. But Minnesota was just coming off of a competitive game in Denver, so in altitude. You're traveling for a back-to-back back home. Toronto had a couple of days off, so they were well-rested. Mm-hmm. They scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. They were up
1: 10 before that fourth quarter.
0: I know, oh. they were up like 10 or they were up uh,
1: 8 entering had- the fourth quarter. And they blew okay. the game. All day I was sitting there and I was saying, this is a smash bot for Toronto. Toronto should get this done. And I think I even put it on tally site. That's like, I had all day I was on Toronto. And then when it came for me to place a bet and I was like, I put Toronto down because I was making a parlay. I put Toronto minus four down and I was like, all right. And then before I hit it and I said, uh, nah, I don't, I don't want to lay forward. Let me put money line. And then I was like, uh, nah, Toronto's like 6-15 and 15 now on the road. Like, we talk about freaking uh, the Warriors. Toronto's really bad on the road, too. And I just sat there. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to f- completely flip and go the Minnesota money line. And I was kicking myself for about 75% of that game.
0: Mm, no, Toronto's bad on the road. I get it. But for scheduling spot alone and for a team that we were high on and during the season, I got to at least bring up the Raptors because whatever they're doing right now, it's not working. And I've mentioned a lot about that teams totally that need to blow it up or teams that need to make moves. And I'm sure I've listed about, I don't know, five to whatever teams at this point. Toronto's on the short list. They really need to just reinvent themselves because whatever they're doing, it is not working. And the other team I added to the list uh, yesterday
1: was Hold actually- with Toronto, Toronto moves to... This was another key factor in me switching my pick. Toronto moves to... I think they're six five the and team. nine. No, no, I'm saying five and nine as ATS. Sure. They moved to yeah. five and nine ATS with the fact of them having a rest advantage. So when they have a rest advantage against the team, they are now five and nine ATS.
0: How does that happen? Like, like ex- Explain that to me. If you're professionals and you're relatively healthy against a shorthanded team
1: and you have extra prep time, how are you that bad? It's actually a lot of the league that is. Sub-500 against the rest advantage, you have Brooklyn, Chicago, Utah, Knicks, Toronto, Golden State, San Antonio, New Orleans, Dallas, Atlanta, Washington, Cleveland, Boston, Sacramento, Miami. So really, rest advantage really doesn't play much of a factor Apparently it in all of these
0: teams. The health advantage didn't matter either. But Toronto, I was disappointed with, uh, especially when you're up by double digits against a shorthanded team. You figure you should dominate the second half at least because of fatigue in altitude for Minnesota. The other takeaway was Portland for me because I actually watched a decent amount of that game. Yeah, and I keep mentioning teams that need to consider blowing it up or making moves. Portland ain't it. That's all I'm gonna say. They're not. Are they and definitely.
1: Know- I'm, they're they're a piece away. They're, until they get that piece, they're gonna look like trash. But they are a piece away.
0: I, it's, I, I watched it. it. It was bad. They scored like 14 points in the first quarter. I think Lillard was one for 11 at half. He was good in the second half to kind of salvage his numbers, but Portland just has no sense of cohesion. It seems like the chemistry is a bit off. The defense is horrible. Uh, even well, the defense is okay yesterday, but for the most part, it's been terrible. It it just seems like they're overwhelmed on many on several fronts right now. Mm. I'm not even sure they're one piece away anymore. It just feels like whatever they're trying to do with the core three guys of Simons, Grant, and Lillard, and even with Nurkic at center who didn't do anything yesterday, it just feels like there's something extremely off with this team and they need to potentially move several pieces. But I know you were high on I Portland over like, the season. I'm
1: still high on Portland. I'm, I'm still high on Portland. I told everybody. I was on this show and I said that this is a buy-low spot with Portland. They're going to look bad for a while. Portland is one of those teams that I could see after All-Star break. That you just look at them going to run and you're like, dang, is this the same team? Like, they have the talent, they're just not putting it together. I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna
0: ask you this, though how I, much of their issues right now is player based, and how much of it is Chauncey maybe not being a great head coach, or is there overlap? Uh, I'm
1: not sure if Chauncey I don't wanna say that. I think because would you say, okay, let's sit here and say Golden State is currently one game ahead of them. Yeah. Do you think Golden State issues are player based, coach based? Uh
0: it's a good question. You, I, you can you can argue me, that it's player based because they've had injuries and they've been dealing with some stuff. But I think really, they just really they just work.
1: haven't put it together. Like yeah. I think that there's I give there's there's some teams that you know as I look at them and I watch how they play in different points in the season that I'll give more credit than than others. And Golden State and Portland are both one of them where they're both not. In you know top six where you want to be there, Golden State's in play in Portland's out on the outside looking in. But those are two teams that I sit here and say when I watch them, I'm like, man, they look good for like this stretch here, this stretch there. They look good. They could be this team. They just got to put together for a whole game. They got to put together on the road. They got to put together whatever. I think that those two teams are, especially Golden State. I mean, that's easy. But Portland. It's somebody that I can see that if they make the play in, if they get an opportunity against an OKC, against the Clippers, against the Minnesota, I think they make it out, and then there'll be a very dangerous opponent for a Denver, for a uh, less degree of a Memphis. Definitely, whoever gets that six seed is going to be dangerous against Sacramento. So, uh, I think it'll be. I think that you know, I haven't bet them mm-hmm. in forever. And it's actually killing me because I I like betting them. But uh, I think that there's a a different, like they're just going through a rough stretch right now. And I like to see them after all-star break, when they get the time off, when they get that chance to reset, put everything else together and possibly make a move. Like I really think they are, they should move, but it's also Portland and Portland never makes moves.
0: Yeah, or when they do, it's kind of questionable moves at times. But still, I do think that Portland can definitely improve in several areas. Golden State, I don't think, is a great team right now. But they've earned a certain level of trust because of how much they've won in the past and how consistent they've been in years past. So I feel like that's why we kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't think Golden State's going to win anything until they actually can win on the road, which has been a serious problem all season long. But I don't know, Portland I just watch and I just feel like Portland is a team that I don't want to say peaked already, but maybe it's just me. You can tell me in the chat box. But it feels like Portland peaked in I don't even know like October and November. Like it really just doesn't feel like Portland is even making strides of figuring it out at some point. It feels like Portland is a team that just has some talented that scores. That's pretty much it. And I'm not sure Chauncey's a good coach. So I feel like Portland's definitely up against it. You assume Golden State will figure it out because they have a lot of championship pedigree. We have Steve Kerr, who's one of the winningest coaches of all time. You can find a way to, you know, piece it together. But Portland just has a bunch of isolation scores and really nothing else. That's really what I see for Portland. So I'm not a fan of that team. They're going to need to make some moves. I think Nurkic has to be gone, in my opinion. I don't think he fits with this team at all. But Portland, from what I saw yesterday against Philly, I don't even know if they're a playing team. I think that that team has serious problems. You're also assuming Lillard's going to stay healthy for the rest of the year. He's had injury issues. Simon's had injury issues in the past, even Grant's had injury issues in the past. So I'm out on Portland. I'm not exactly sold there. Uh, Pretty sure Terrell just had some Wi-Fi issues, so I'm sure he'll be back in a couple minutes. But I'm trying to think of any other takeaways that I had. Really didn't have much. I had a really, really bad beat with Kyrie yesterday. I had Kyrie under 29 and a half points. I believe he had six in the first half, and then he scored roughly 20 points in the fourth quarter, and he finished with 30. Uh, props to Phoenix for winning the game. It was embarrassing that the game was even that close in the end, but Phoenix ended up covering because Claxton can free throws. I'll roast Ben Simmons quickly. Uh, you can't get ejected there. Uh, especially with Durant not playing, you cannot get thrown out of a basketball game when you're arguably the the reputation of being the second best player on the team. Because with KD being out, you could argue Simmons is a high-profile guy who should be the second best player on the team. I think it's Claxton. I think Claxton's the second best player on the team when KD's out because of his defensive impact. But Simmons can't get ejected there. He gets into foul trouble every game. I get it. That's kind of his thing at this point because he tries to play some physical defense. But you can't get thrown out in the third quarter. That that can't be a situation that happens. I got to at least bring it up. Because Simmons, you can't get ejected in that game. That's really my only takeaway there. The Nets without Durant suck. I'm not surprised they lost the game. But you cannot get ejected when you're already shorthanded. That's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I win... <laughs> I don't know. I f- I kind of thought like when I was looking at it, I was like, "Dang, is he trying to give the team a spark? Like, is that what he's trying to do?" Uh,
0: I guess you could argue that he did, but I I, I don't know. It's Simmons. He, he, I mean, he gets into foul trouble every game. Offensively, he's not going to do much for you besides facilitate. I just couldn't get past the fact that he got ejected in the third quarter of a game, and it didn't even seem like a spark. It seemed like he re- he really just didn't want to be on the court. to being honest with you, but. You know, I guess it provided a spark indirectly, but that was another takeaway. I just, I, players can complain about calls and they can complain about some things that don't go their way. You have to at least read the room. I I just feel like it's a spot where Simmons has to be smarter than that. That was really my only takeaway for the Nets game.
1: You Uh, know, I'm not going to break down Nets games ever because at this point, when I look at this Nets team, I really don't care what they do in the regular season, to be honest. I just want to know, when they get to the playoffs, are they going to be streaky or not? Like this is seems... the
0: main argument now is what I said a couple days ago. The Nets are, as far as I'm concerned, are in auto fade territory without Durant. They're just not a good basketball team. I th-
1: and yeah, I th- here's my thing. I really, I really think the Nets are as good as their shooting takes them. Like that's it. Like.
0: Well, if that's a big feel, problem because Durant's
1: out. Yeah, <laughs> so, and so I mean, but a real that's really problem. the huge thing. But it's really – because as I sit there and I'm like, TJ Warren, Steph, like the other day against San Antonio, they couldn't hit anything. They couldn't hit anything. No, not at all. But it's like I'll take them against anybody, and we'll talk about them later as long as they hit shots because they're so streaky. Like they're as a team. Freaking uh, Cam Thomas, when he comes off the bench – And Thomas plays, never plays. He should play more He only point. He only plays because of – Durant injury, or you know, there's got to be injuries for him to play, and that's insane because he's a guy that needs volume to be better. So
0: how many how many minutes did Thomas play last night? Did he play that many
1: minutes? I think he said I think he played twenty something. Okay, because like he was like six for eleven or something like that. I remember looking at it because I was like, dang, I wonder how Cam Thomas is playing because I truly believe Cam Thomas is a twenty point per game scorer on another team. Yeah, if he's smart I'm not, so far, another team, he's a 20-point per game. Score. I'm not
0: going to go too in-depth on the Nets game, but my main issue is still the fact that without KD, they don't have pretty much any shot creators besides Kyrie.
1: 13 he's, minutes, 6 for 11, 15 points.
0: Yeah, he's, got, he's got to play more than 13 minutes. That's he's all, so
1: underutilized. So and I think underutilized. he only
0: played 13 because they were getting killed. They might have brought him in because they emptied out the bench and the bench unit suddenly made the game competitive, But and Kyrie, who went nuts in the fourth. but. No, the the team, when you look at Durant being out of the lineup, you're relying on people like Royce O'Neal to potentially create their own shots. We know Simmons is never going to shoot the ball. The offense sucks when KD's out because A, KD's one of the best scorers of all time. B, nobody wants to put it on the floor besides Kyrie. That's really the
1: problem. When KD's out, they should really start C.J. Warren. They're not willing to do that. And I don't know why you... Like, Joe Harris should still be coming off the bench. If KD's I, think Harris, out, I think Harris is border one washed, but that's a separate story. It, I'm not a Joe Harris guy, but I don't know. I just that's that's my last name. I think that good. whenever KD is out, TJ Warren should 100% be starting. All right, before we get into the slate, gotta talk to you about the official online Sportsbook of Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And that is win, bet you can live bet, you have the same game. Will win, build your own bet parlays, and you can bet on the NBA playoffs at win, bet. And if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, the biggest parlay of the week, you will get a $1,000 free credit. So, so much choose from. Him. Go head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. such change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present estate. where where the win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Scott, let's get into the card. 7 o'clock on the East Coast, we have the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to play the Orlando Magic. In Orlando, Pelicans are laying one and a half on the road. 228 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And I have for the Pelicans, Najee Marshall is questionable with a toe injury. Herb Jones is questionable with a back. And no Zion or B.I. And for the orlando magic franz wagner is questionable wendell carter jr is not on the injury report markel fultz is not on the injury report uh jonathan isaac and rj hampton are jonathan is out on g league assignment same as caleb houston and kevon harris and rj hampton is available all right i'm taking
0: orlando uh, I'm just gonna be quick with this one. Uh, I don't like how New Orleans has played without their two best players. They they were fine without Ingram because Zion was mm-hmm. carrying and he was going nuclear. But with Zion being out, this team can't score. It, you're just watching this team play. They they don't win games without either guy. And I have serious question marks about if they're gonna be able to play well on the road because they're nine and thirteen on the road. Orlando has been struggling lately, but the last two games they were competitive. Lost to Utah by four. Lost to Denver by three. That was the Jokic game-winning three-pointer. They also haven't played since the Mm fifteenth, which is kind of crazy. They've they've had like three or four days off in a row, which is bizarre in the NBA calendar. I want nothing to do with with uh, New Orleans. They've lost each uh, three of their last four. The one win was against Detroit, but they're in the middle of really just a terrible run, and they've lost their last three losses have been by double digits. I'm not laying points with New Orleans on the road. Gimme Orlando on the money line. I think they'll win the game.
1: Yeah. Uh nah, I'll lay one and a half with New Orleans. I understand and I get at all of it, but I mean, I think that I think that this is a game that New Orleans can score. I think that I don't think that there's anything possible that they can do to stop CJ McCollum in this game. So I'll take uh, New Orleans, and I'll take New Orleans with the caveat that C.J. goes for like 30. I, I really? truly think that this is one of those games where there's nothing that they can do about C.J. McCollum. It- it's a non-conference, uh, non-conference game, so I expect to see a lot of points on both sides. Jonas Valachunas has been able to step up and go in the inside and inside the paint, be able to score I understand the scoring struggles for New Orleans recently. I do. I think it ends today. That's just a gut call by me. I had this one circled that I think that this is the game that New Orleans is going to be able to put up a bunch of points, and I think this is it. So
0: I think Orlando's actually been decent at home. They're ten and twelve. So I, I'm going to go with Orlando, who's relatively healthy in this game. Might, they're they're going to be potentially missing Wagner, but still they're relatively healthy. New Orleans, I just. I want to love this team so much, but we knew... I mean,
1: 10 and 12, you said New New Orleans was 9 and 13. That's not far off.
0: It's not far off, but I'm saying Orlando's so bad on the road that... Or overall, that you'd think that their home records are not great. 10 and 12 is actually not bad for a team that's 12 games under five hundred in general. But I do want to at least point out, Brandon Ingram really missed two months with a bone bruise in his toe? With a bruise? Two months?
1: Yeah, I mean... I, I I don't know. I, I assume that it, it's a lot I, I've never had that injury, so I don't know what that feels like, but I just assume it's bad. So injuries do be holding. People I'm assuming out it's for not a great.
0: Like turf toe can last a couple months. We've seen that in the yeah. NFL and whatever, but it's like a just a reminder. It's like it's a bone bruise. He's missed two months. Like that that I, I feel like at no point was he projected to miss this much time. They need him back. That's all I'm saying, because they are really limited offensively
1: right now. Orlando's bringing in 93% of the money. The spread has moved from one to one and a half.
0: Okay, so that's some reverse line movement.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Total sitting at 228.5. I assume you're on the under. Ah, it's. Orlando's not a good defensive team. That's really what's holding me up. I'm telling you, this is the game that New Orleans breaks it open. This is the game they figured out. Okay. Uh I'll lean to the over, I guess. It's a non-conference, it's a non-conference over as well. So, you know, that's always a good spot. It's like 53-54% on the season something like that. And both of these teams in non-conference games, Orlando is 14 and 5 to the over, 73% that is number 1 in the NBA, and uh New Orleans is 12 and 7, 63% in non-conference games to the over, so all right. I, I just think it's a game where neither team really knows how to defend each other, and you're going to have people that normally don't go crazy go crazy in this game.
0: Okay. I'll go with you with the over. All
1: right. Let's see. Prop-wise, I said CJ. Anything else you got?
0: Uh, for me, I'm trying to think of what I want to go with. Uh, Valanchunas rebounds. No offense to Wendell Carter Jr. He can go back to his double-double if you want to. Mm-hmm. Valanchunas is just such a big body that I think he's going to be able to he's do what so he wants anyway. On
1: yeah, yeah, like.
0: I mean, I, I think both those guys probably go for double doubles. So, Wendell Carter is probably going to have a decent price. Nothing insane, but still decent. Valanchunas is probably going to be a minus, but I still think that Valanchunas gets there. It just seems like a game where you're going to have to rely on really just McCullum and Valanchunas to carry you. Mm-hmm. And I think that they'll be able to do have some success. I'm not picking to win the game still, but I think Valanchunas and Carter Jr. have great chances to go for double doubles.
1: New Orleans is a New Orleans uh is a lock for me if Friends Wagner Wagner doesn't play. Okay. If he does play, I'm taking Wagner's points over. I just think that there's gonna be so much attention on uh Paulo Banquero and yep. Wagner finds a way to get to the rim. He finds a way to get to the rim and put points on the board to get over his points perhaps. So I'm on Wagner. If he plays, if he doesn't, New Orleans is a lot for me because I I think Wagner is actually a big piece of that offense.
0: I'm looking at the the uh, prices, by the way. Valentina's is double-doubles minus 230, so there's not much value on it, but I think he'll probably get there anyway. Wendell Carter Jr. is like a- plus 200 for double-double. Mm, he's got to be out there. I, I, I got to play that. Yeah, plus he's gotta be out there. that's ridiculous. His, his role is too prominent on this team. I got to go with the
1: plus 200. And I think it's going to be a lot of shots now. I think a lot of them are going to go in, but it's going to be a lot that probably don't go in as well. We've so.
0: talked about Wendell Carter for weeks, and he's cash double doubles pretty much yeah. every game. I'll, I'll take the plus
1: 200. Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Miami Heat going to play the Dallas Mavericks. And Dallas Heat are laying one and a half on the road. Excuse me. Two nineteen and a half is the total injury report for these two teams, and we have for the Miami Heat. Donis Haslam is probable. Wow, is that it? All right, I guess that's it. Because you know, you yeah, that's it. Wow, interesting.
0: I know. I know Lowry's been banged up. Is is he on the injury
1: report or no? He's not up there. Okay. No, Only other people that are on an injury report are the people you know that's not playing Duncan Robinson, Joe, Nikola Jovic, and Omar Yurtsman. For the Mavericks, you have THJ, is probable. McKinley Wright is out. And Christian Wood, you know, he's on IR with that thumb injury. It was that last game, I think it was. that. that I believe so. And Matsy Kleber for that hamstring, he's still on IR.
0: He has a fractured left thumb. So.
1: Yeah, he's done for a while. Yeah. M- means Dallas is screwed, for the record. In case you weren't sure, that means Dallas
0: is <laughs> screwed I mean, anyway. Yeah, officially.
1: yeah. You took one of, what's that? What is either second or third? Second leading scorer? I'm assuming second. second. It's
0: either him or Dim Woody, but I'm assuming that he's. Yeah, uh,
1: I'm pretty sure it's him for second. And he's gone. He's the only little bit of size they had left. So-
0: and Kleber's injured
1: too. So, Kleber, I'm not a fan of Cleaver, but the point is they, they're already
0: limited at center, and now they really have no centers.
1: It should be a Bam game, but you know how that goes. I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm just let y'all know that it should should be a Bam game in this one. So, I mean,
0: I mean, Bam double doubles minus 155.
1: So, that's you a, that's might lay that juice, and he not there. get it. Like, there's a good possibility that you lay that juice and he not get it. Is there a place that I could bet Bam not to have a double double? Yeah, if it's no, minus one fifty five, plus one twenty five.
0: Really, you're not laying anything. You're getting really. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one for no double for him double to have it. So for him to not have it, it be plus be yeah.
1: 125. But it's one plus one. I mean, it's a really, really good spot for Bam. It yeah. really, really is. I'm not gonna touch bam. I'm not gonna fade him. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. But I'm just saying, if he doesn't get it, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not. All right. Actually, I'm, breakdown of the game.
0: I'm. I'm going with Miami. I know that Miami on the road is a team that we There's no way constantly. I'm doing it.
1: There, no. I know. Miami on the road laying points. There's no. No.
0: Well, they're laying point because they're favored by one. They're not laying points, but still. I think i got to go with Miami. I've roasted this team all year long for resting guys, and yet they're in first place. They're four games over somehow. I don't know how the hell they're four games over, but the four games over. Dallas's defense has fallen apart. They've given up 130-plus in three straight games. Yep. This team is bad. And even what? at home, gave up 130 to an, to an Atlanta team that we've roasted for the year. And Trey had a double-double. I think he only scored like 14 points. Euro really didn't do much. DeJounte had 30. But I got to fade Dallas right now. With no Christian Wood and with how this team's played, I can't do it. I, I get the argument of Miami on the road. I can't trust this team. I, I understand it. We've talked about this team a lot, fading them wise on the road. I can't I can't take Dallas. I just can't do I it. I can't. Anymore.
1: And that's crazy because I can't take Miami. With I cannot make points with Miami.
0: With Wood being out, I don't like anything about this team besides praying Luka goes for 40. I, I, I just can't. I, I think that with a healthy Heat team – They're the much better team on paper. They're the better coach team, and I like the form they're in. Once again, 130-plus points in three straight games, and Dallas plays at arguably the slowest pace in the league. So their defense is awful right now. I'm going to lean to Miami. Miami.
1: Only way I'm playing. Only way I'm betting this game is by Luca triple double. Well, no, I don't even know if I want triple double because I have no idea if I think anybody else will actually score the ball. It's like Luca points, I guess. But I mean, somebody else does have to. They do have to score. Yeah, I would. I would play Luca either Luca points or Luca triple double. Luca triple double,
0: by the way, is plus two thirty five.
1: I think there's like no value on that. Oh, plus five twenty five for triple double on a win. I I do find some interest in that.
0: Wait, you found five twenty five on win on no not, not on, on win. win with the win. With sorry. the win. With yeah. the win, sorry. With okay. the
1: win. So plus 525, Luka triple-double with the win. 40-plus in the win is 540. Okay. I th- basically – He's, he's going to need it. Yeah, he, he has to – Unless he has you to go it it over, over uh,
0: Tim Hardaway Jr. threes or dim 20-plus points. But Miami, uh, I still think – They've been playing better. I'll give him props. Dallas is just bad. They're just a bad team. Mm-hmm. I'll lean to Miami. I like the under. And actually, can I even take an under? Nah. When Dallas is
1: giving a Tim Hardaway 40? Jr. is playing. Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing. Yeah, give me, give me, uh, give me Dallas. I okay. feel I'm getting Tim Hardaway Jr. and Luca. I feel pretty decent about that, and everybody else will fall in line somewhere.
0: I wanted to make a case for like a Jimmy Butler TV triple double game, but I don't. I, but I don't even know if I believe in it. Honestly, I feel like I'm just forcing a narrative that isn't there.
1: If Bam wasn't playing, I'd be all over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lowry's,
0: Lowry's playing. I think Lowry's washed, too, but he'll get the assist. He'll take assists away from Jimmy.
1: Watch Bam fin- finish with eight, eight rebounds. Just watch him do something Bam like. No, he's going to finish with, with nine. Rebounds. He's got to taunt you a little bit. Yeah. But. I was going to say nine, but I felt like that was too easy, so I came back down to eight. Okay. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's eight or nine. I wonder if you could bet him to exactly have eight or nine rebounds. I really feel like you got a good chance of that. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the New York Knickerbockers going to play the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta. Hawks are laying three. 228 is the total. Injury report here, and you have for the Knicks, Mitchell Robinson, you know, he's out for a while. What's with everybody in these thumps? Uh, I'm pretty sure he has a fractured thumb, too. So, Mitchell, he has surgery on his, too. So, Mitchell Robinson's going to be out for a little while.
0: I'm I'm personally shocked that Mitchell Robinson got injured again. He's out for several weeks. Yeah. I'm totally shocked. I'm just never saw it coming. No, never did.
1: Trey Young is questionable with the ankle injury. Bogdan Bogdanovich is questionable with the knee injury. I mean, okay, this is really my only thing against the Knicks in this spot because. Again, Knicks, dominant over Atlanta in the regular season. Like, absolutely dominant over Atlanta. They're also good Atlanta. on the road. Yeah, and they're good on the road. 81% of bets, 97% of money is on New York in this game. And I think it's because everybody realizes that they are so dominant against Atlanta during the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. really
0: ever since the playoff series they've been yeah the i mean even before that playoff series yeah, they were good we, in the we swept them in the, we yeah, them in the player right. yeah.
1: yeah we swept them in the regular season before that so that's why i was so confident going into that series i came on this podcast and i was confident on them <laughs> i mean i guess we take
0: atlanta i'm assuming Trey young is going to play because the line is still two and a half so i'm yeah. assuming him and bogdanovich will probably play i'm gonna take atlanta in this one yeah I guess we got to take it
1: later it's too much money on the Knicks man
0: the Knicks are a good team don't get me wrong but I've called them streaky all season long nothing against them just being honest they've had Mm -hmm. a bunch of like five game winning streaks then they'll lose four in a row then they'll win eight of nine then they'll lose five of six they've been up and down all season they've lost two straight they lost the Wizards last game pretty handily I've seen this movie before the Knicks had a good run for a week or two now they're going to go on a downswing then they'll be on an upswing again in a couple weeks, and with Robinson being out, you're relying heavily on Hartenstein and Jericho Sims against. Now I feel Capella. confident
1: with Jericho Sims coming in relief, but I don't feel confident in Tibbs being. He's not going to use him Sims. as much as you yeah, want. Yeah, Sims using. is actually good. Sims he's is good. actually good.
0: I like them at Texas, but they're going to use Hartenstein as their main potential starter. So I'm all yeah, over Capella so rebounds surprised. in this game. How am I not on Capella rebounds in this game? I think Capella going to eat. On the glass. So give me Atlanta. Of course, if Trey Young doesn't play in the end, then of course everything I'm going to say is voided. But I do think that for the spot itself, I think it's a decent spot for Atlanta. And the Knicks are streaky. And right now they've lost two straight. That means they're probably in line to lose another two in a row. You can mm-hmm. agree with me on that because we've seen it all year long. Mm-hmm. Give me the Knicks to lose again. I'll take Atlanta. But I do yeah, like Capella we- having a big game on the glass.
1: It's so funny. I, I The first time I ever came on this pod was in Clubhouse, I think it was, or like it was like locker room, green room, something like that. It was, it was a locker room, I think. Yeah, and so I came on here. The Knicks had just went on a crazy winning streak. Stephen A. Smith went on TV, said that the Knicks are back, all of that. And I came on the podcast and I said, watch the Knicks lose five straight games and then win a random road game against Boston. And it accidentally happened. They lost five straight and, went, and won a random road game against Boston. And I think there were like two, maybe three to one dogs in that game. It was hilarious. That's like one of my favorite moments because I just – the Knicks, lose when they lose, they lose in bunches, man. <laughs> like, they don't That's just my lose my point. They like lost game. two straight. And <laughs> yeah, they lose in bunches, Both games were yeah.
0: kind of upsetting. The Toronto game, they could have won and went to overtime. Bronson almost hit the three in overtime. The Wizards game, I know Beal came back, but still, you lost by 11. You trailed the entire game. It feels like the Knicks are just an up-and-down team. I think they're back down. I'll lean to Atlanta.
1: Can I make a case for you to be weary of Jerry Brunson today?
0: Okay, sure. He... Is he not good against Atlanta historically or something?
1: No, not historically. DeJounte Murray. Oh, okay. It's DeJounte Murray. Yeah, for the most part. He had eight points in that game earlier this season uh, against them, and he had 20 in the one before that. And then coming down his game log in games, he actually had minutes – 18, 17, 31. There's a 31 and 10 in there. So that is there. 19, 11. Uh, he has another game with 31 minutes that he had 16 points. Like, I think DeJounte Murray, just his size and his length just kind of fucks with him a little bit. So, I mean. Are, are we pivoting to Randall then? Randall yeah, Randall, he's Randall always goes off he's had, he's had good
0: games against Atlanta. Yeah,
1: and uh, right now, if you watch Atlanta's lineup, they're actually bringing Capella off the bench and giving A Kongu the starting minutes. And so I think that that's a, you know, I think that's a matchup that Julius Randle can take advantage of him against the Kongo. So, yeah, I think, I think we pivot from, I'm not bold enough to sit here and give out Brunson's unders.
0: But, but he's not taking overs.
1: Yeah. I'm not taking his points today. I think I would rather just I think watch this. Yeah. Like Maybe. assist. I could feel good about that. I just, I, Don't feel comfortable on him today, and it's just because DeJounte does give him a good matchup, and I think that he has Brunson circled with how crazy he's been going the past couple games.
0: Do you want to make a case for spot start Hartenstein for double-double?
1: I think if you find either Hartenstein or Sims, you play – you're gonna get a good number on both. I think you sprinkle on both. Honestly. I
0: don't think Hardenstein's good enough. I'm just asking. Because we talk about spot starts for Moses Brown and players around the league. I'm kind of just throwing it out there. Because he it, might get a decent price. I just
1: I wanna see what the I wanna see what the final lineup is. If it's Sims, I will give out Sims double double a hundred times. But Hardenstein does actually like sneakily find himself around rebounds. I think Hartstein is going to be better when Clint Capella is in the game, though, and he yeah. can kind of space the floor more. Whereas Sims, especially if they're starting Okongu, I would... Alright, bet you're starting Okongu. I'm going to counter that and start Sims. And, oh, you're starting Capella? Alright, I'm going to counter that and start Hartstein. I
0: think Sims' skill set's quite similar to Mitchell Robinson's. I don't think he's got much offensive talent, but if you throw him a couple of lobs, he'll do something. Yeah. He can't shoot free throws to save his life, though, which is a serious problem for double-doubles, but still... Yeah, I'm going to lean to Atlanta in this game. feels like a spot where the Knicks are about to go on a bit of a losing streak. Yeah. All right.
1: And Atlanta's historically good at home. And did Atlanta's they... at home, yeah. So that helps. So, And did they lose their last home game? No, they won the last home game. Never mind. Okay. Can't use that angle. All right. This game... Oh, total sitting
0: at 228. I'm on the under. Uh, first two meetings this season, one of the two teams did not reach 100 points. First game landed two eleven, second eleven. Second meeting landed two oh two. I think two twenty eight is too high, uh-huh. especially with Trey Young being questionable. So there's no guarantee he's going to play anyway. I got to take the under when they when these two teams play. It's usually a very physical battle. Uh-huh. I'm going with the under.
1: All right, you? Yeah, I'm going under. Uh, did I mention we didn't talk about the total in that last game? But it's I did not
0: I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have a thought on the uh, Miami total. I didn't have anything there.
1: Yeah, I'm going. I'm still going over non-conference and same thing as the other game. You got Dallas eight, ten, and eight non-conference overs. Miami's twelve and eleven. Just seems like a pretty good spot where we look at these two teams, especially if you look at Dallas and their pace of play. You think, oh, they go under like they go under all the time. You should. Well,
0: that's what under. I said. They're giving up 130 in three straight. and They play. Yeah, the so they they've been really league. bad.
1: Yeah, so really bad defensively, and they are an over team, 15-8 to the over at home, 7-5 uh, s- and five as an underdog, 27-19 and 19 on the year. So, yeah, over in that game as well. Okay. All right, next game on the slate. We have the Golden State Warriors on a back-to-back going to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers are laying 8 Two twenty-four is the total. Come down all the way from 228 and a half.
0: So, how many people on Golden State sit this game? That is the question. That is the. You know, Clay is not going to play.
1: Yeah, Clay. Yeah, they have Clay on the injury report as unlikely to play. He's not. He's not. They don't have anybody else, any of the starters on the injury report as unlikely. They have TBDs by Andre Godala, Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman, Jamichael Green. Now, they, this is not an official injury report because they don't have to submit one this early. So you very well could see outs in this game.
0: I think we're going to see outs in this game. Clay is a given because he's skipped back-to-backs all season long. They just played know. overtime. If, if they it's didn't just rest- Clay.
1: Well, hold on. Let's let's get to Cleveland. You have
0: play, then I'll lean Golden State. But in reality, with the amount of times they've benched starters and they're off an overtime game with travel, I'd be shocked if like half the usual starters play in this game. Wiggins is just coming back off injury. Curry's just coming back off injury. I really see them benching half the team.
1: Donovan Mitchell is questionable. Real quick, Donovan Mitchell is questionable. That's really the big thing to know on Cleveland's side of all. He missed so, the
0: last game. Garland, I believe, had 30, and it was either 10 or 11, but he had a great game. I feel like if
1: Golden State sits there, you don't have to play Donovan Mitchell in this game.
0: I'm on Garland props all day, every day in this game. But
1: I feel like Garland has... Does he have a good... What team is it? It's one team that Garland like historically is good. I don't know if it's Golden State or not. Uh...
0: Think it's Golden State. I, I'm trying to think of what team Garland's usually is. I,
1: like I don't know who it is, but I feel like there's one team that Darius Garland just always kills.
0: I thought it was Indiana. I think Garland's had very good numbers against Indiana. Maybe it's Indiana, Garland, but Garland. the point is, I think Golden State's going to bench half their team. So I'm not going to back a Golden State team that's been awful on the road all season long and that has rested a bunch of starters all the time on back to backs. And now you're playing on the road with travel off an overtime game on the road. I, I understand the argument of it's a big spread. Cleveland at home is still very good. They haven't been as good as they were to start the year. But I'm not going to right oh, play this right now. I'm not going to play this right now because i got to wait to see what the injury news is, at least in some capacity. But I think I'm going to lean Cleveland. It really feels like a slam dunk spot for Golden State to bench after their team, in my opinion.
1: I don't know, cause what was it? Was that against Washington that I just like it was it was recent that I just sat there and I don't think it was Washington game. But we're or talking about Golden State or we're talking yeah, about – Yeah, it was a game recently where Golden State had a back-to-back and they still played everybody on the back Yeah, they
0: beat Washington because I had them against Chicago the game prior and Vucevic scored like 40 points. Yeah, yeah. So, But Curry went nuts. It was it was, well, MLK-, this is- it was MLK Day, so maybe just based on the significance of the day, they decided to play everyone. But Curry had 41, Poole had it like 30. They went off. Curry's going to go nuclear. He's going to do his thing every now and then, so –
1: uh, this is different because this is going to be the fourth game this week for them. It's a lot.
0: It's the overtime factor. They that, that played
1: take, a lot of minutes yesterday. I'll take Cleveland first half, but I, if Golden State has their guys still playing, I, I'm going to take the points in Golden State for the full game. But I agree with you. I just don't think they're going to have their guys. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. They, they – That Washington one was surprising when they said that Steph and everybody was playing in that one. Curious on what they do here.
0: I wonder if it was MLK Day related, where it was uh, an important holiday, so they just decided to suit up anyway.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, could have been that. So if you think, if you're like Scott, you think that they sit it. I just, I really don't know. I think it's 50 50. But if you're like Scott, you lean to it more. You probably want to get this Cleveland line now.
0: I do like, I do like your Cleveland first half play. I think they'll jump him.
1: Yeah. It's a letdown spot. That was a big game. Like, that's a big game last night. This is such a letdown spot in a game that's not even on TV. It's it's even just worse come you, out gave, flat.
0: you gave your best shot and you still lost the game. Yeah, like, you this, is, won the game.
1: this is yeah. a spot where you could definitely come out super flat. Mm-hmm. All right. OK, the Clippers are on the road. Los Angeles Clippers on the road going to play the San Antonio Spurs. Clippers are laying seven. Two, Dude, do we really need wide. to break
0: anything down in this game? I'm just, I'm just going to ask.
1: I mean, I don't. But You've quieted Paul I know.
0: George off the injury report for now. I'm taking San Antonio. I mean, I, I, you think I'm laying seven with the Clippers on the road?
1: Um, where are we at? Yeah, they're not on an injury report. Luke Kennard is not playing. Moses Brown is not playing. Did they send Moses Brown to the G League? No, I'm they assuming didn't.
0: they did. I don't even see him on the injury report.
1: No, they didn't. You fucking bastards.
0: And I see that John Wall's not playing, and apparently the Clippers are shopping him. So, fun experiment you had there with John Wall for a couple months. But he's out of the rotation. He hasn't really done anything lately.
1: The cell is still on IR. Everybody else is available for San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio plus seven. San Antonio's freaking on the money line. I'm not letting this main points place with the Clippers.
0: Uh, once again, the Clippers should win the game because they have the more talented roster, but and they've done well in the head-to-head this season. But Do they I, have I the more
1: talented it. roster? Do they? Do they the really? The Clippers, yeah. Mm, come on. They have get crazier. They have stars. The Spurs are 17-under. Like, come on.
0: Let's like, well, mm, not like get crazy. They have
1: The Spurs are arguably the worst team in the league. In just, the I, I just think the Spurs suck, but I, I I, don't know. The Clippers don't show me anything on Oh, any no, the Clippers
0: – I don't like the Clippers either, but, I mean, the more talented – I mean, come on. Like we talk about how the Spurs. See, have we talk about Kawhi football.
1: and Paul George. When do we ever really, really talk about anybody else on the Clippers? Like we never, never really talk about anybody else the Clippers. We get one, maybe two good games from somebody. And we're just like, oh, all right. Well, I mean, they're just kind of there. Like this team is, this is just a team that's there. This is just a team that's in the league. It's not anybody important. It's not anybody special. They don't do anything special. They're 23 and 24. They're probably going to finish somewhere around 500, maybe a couple of games above, maybe a couple of games below this is not a team that's doing anything special i Once just again, wouldn't lay not, seven with i'm this. not
0: saying they're good but you just said they'll finish around 500 the spurs are going to finish probably somewhere but around the spurs are actively 20-25. tanking
1: the spurs are actively tanking
0: they're actively tanking so how are you going to tell me they're that actively teams, that like they're, they're actually trying down. not
1: to win games i it if you gave me the spurs and you told me that spurs were going out there and actually trying to win that game i would tell you the spurs would beat the clippers I'm going to go with the Spurs anyway. I'm going to take the better coach. I'm going to take the the this trash team that gets up in random spots. Super random spots. I'm going to just hope that this is a random spot that they get up for. There's literally nothing to say when the Spurs decide to come play basketball or not. Like, there's Once no again, handicap. There's no nothing. They just randomly decide to come play basketball for a day.
0: I agree with you. I'm going to take San Antonio. But for the talent purposes, Clippers are a more talented team. I mean, I'm not going to try to argue the Spurs are close. But... I don't like how the Clippers have played. It's really simple as that. I'm going with San Antonio as well. It's is cool Kelvin Johnson. I mean,
1: is Johnson. It, yeah. If is outside of Kawhi and Paul George, would you take Kelvin Johnson over anybody on, Kel, on the Clippers roster? You
0: would know what I take anyone on the Clippers roster Well, over yeah, or anybody over Kelvin Johnson. <sighs> Probably not. I really like Kelden. All right, Spurs money line. Well that was gonna be my core that was gonna be my correlated <laughs> play. If you're gonna take the Spurs, put Keldon twenty-five yeah. plus thirty plus points. Yeah. Trey Jones also pretty nice, but yeah, I I think Keldon's aligned for a good game. I just saw sure, him. I want to give out Trey
1: Jones assists, but I don't want to do that because I don't need him making me look bad. Because there's some games that he just like he doesn't hit the mark there.
0: I saw Keldon go for thirty six against the Nets. I think he had twenty eight points in the second half. I'll I'll go with Keldon
1: over in points. Keldon's really good. VA guy. Guy. He's really, really good. All right. Next game on the slate. We have the Indiana Pacers going to play the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets are laying 11 at home. 239 and a half is the total. Tyrese Halliburton, Daniel Tice. You know, you're not seeing them playing this game. Other than that, Pacers are clean on the injury report.
0: Denver is such a tough team to break down because they're so Jamal, good But Jamal
1: Murray is probable. Jeff Green is questionable. As you were saying. Oh,
0: Murray screwed you last game. He hasn't been great all year, but he was great against Minnesota.
1: Did I say he was going to be bad?
0: No, I'm I'm just saying this season he hasn't been
1: great. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, saying but, you had yeah, the money. he had a really good had yeah, money he had really line. Good.
0: So I'm saying since you had the money line, Murray kind of screwed you.
1: Yeah, I was watching that game. Like I stayed up to watch that game and watched Minnesota just like – they were again. they were leading majority of that game and I looked like a genius until the end of the game. And I still think is, I look like a GBT genius because the
0: MVP Luca uh, Luka Garza was carrying you a bit there.
1: Yeah, he was. And it was really crazy. But it was like Luca Garza was winning them the game, but also losing them the game. Because he can't guard anybody? Yeah, he can't guard anybody. And it was just like random bad shots like he had a, a hook shot right in front of the rim i think it maybe was Jokic in front of him but like Jokic was just standing there Jokic wasn't doing anything and he missed it and then he comes back down the next possession and hits a spot up three and i'm just it, like all right. in
0: his defense garza never plays he was just thrilled to be on the court yeah. he was going to
1: shoot it every time he got the ball i, I was i was so mad but I mean, granted, I still did kind of like a genius because they opened up at 8 when we were recording, and then they got to 10, and I slammed them again at 10 because I was like, nah, I'm not laying double digits with Denver. And that's the handicap for this game. I'm not laying double digits with Denver, but I'm definitely not doing it against the Pacers. Like, the Pacers are a team. This is the same spot that the Pacers went and got an outright win against Golden State last Mm -hmm. year and this year. And this year as well. Well, because Allie didn't play in that game this year, I don't think. So – I mean, yeah, Jokic is Jokic, but everybody else, streaky.
0: Denver me. is going to disappoint so many people in the playoffs.
1: I, I mean, So, so I'm not somebody, wondering. who was it? I think it was Matt Moore with action. And he was making a case. I don't know if he was making a case for Denver, but I think he wasn't like buying into the – Jokic is a good player, but Denver hasn't gotten it done yet. Like I think he was kind of saying that, hey, you got to give Denver a chance. No, Denver has had chances, and they just can't get it done, man. They 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 can't they can't they're not going to be that team in the postseason. Like, Barkley also said sports. that
0: Denver and Men- and Memphis are the two best teams in the West, which I agree with. But he said he's all in on the Nuggets. You know what that means? So Denver. Yeah. That's that's not going to work out for them, but I just Jokic offensively is great. Defensively, he's always going to be a liability. It is what it is. And once again, I don't think you can win if you have Jokic and Michael Porter Jr.'s defense on the court at the same time in crunch time. You're not going to win in the playoffs, but this isn't the playoffs. I said I was going to fade Indiana when Halliburton was out, and they haven't won a game since. They've been getting blown out regularly. I like the over because I don't think either team's going to guard anybody. I do like Denver team total over. Indiana's defense is really horrible. Uh Giannis didn't play. They gave up 132, gave up 130 to Memphis, gave up mm-hmm. 126 to OKC. I think Denver can go for 130 here. I really wouldn't shock me if they show up for this game. I'm on the over. It's 239.5, which I get is high. They gave up a bunch, they gave up 118 to Luka Garza and company for Minnesota. I'm on the over. I see points, but I guess I'll lean to oh, Denver first quarter. We've talked about on the show. Denver's a great first quarter team. Give me oh, Denver and Indiana's a
1: terrible first quarter team.
0: Give me Denver first quarter. They are quarter. so
1: that, bad. That's really that the only a, play I like for That is right? the only play that I like for Denver. It is yeah. that first quarter because Indiana is so bad in the first quarter. Like The
0: one will probably be close to, like th- what is it, four and a half? If I yeah, four guess.
1: and a half. Like, that's, that's a lot, but... I think they get there, and I think Indiana's climbing back, but they're they are they're really bad in the first quarter.
0: Denver gets good starts. The problem is defensively they really struggle in general as the game goes on. I only see three and a half, actually. I see three and a half of minus
1: one. Oh, great. I feel good about that. Yeah, but I, was I, gonna I feel say good when, about three now.
0: When Jokic comes off the floor in the second quarter, the team sucks because they're yep. awful when Jokic is off the floor. I think so it's so like I, they
1: have one of the best like, Jokic has one of the best point differentials when he's on the court versus off the court where they're, like, one of the worst in the world. Well, I think
0: he has the biggest plus-minus. for yeah.
1: And number two is
0: Caldwell-Pope because he only plays with Jokic. But Jokic plays, like, 10, 11 minutes in the first quarter every game. So, so I know
1: how Oh my bad.
0: I, I was going to say, I'm on Denver first quarter. That's really the
1: only thing I'm yeah. tempted by in this game first. Bro. Only thing for Denver. I- I'm all over Indiana plus 11. But because, look, okay, I get it. Denver has the best home court in the league. They've won the most games. But if we look at these last three games. The spread isn't great. You have a three-point win at home against Orlando. You have a four-point win at home against Minnesota.
0: It choked a massive lead in that Orlando game, by the way.
1: Yeah, like, and they even, I, I mean, yeah, they have a nine-point win against Portland, but they had a massive lead in that game, too. Like, and Denver's
0: 15-9 at home against the spread, which is still good.
1: But, but it's like six games worse. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I get that they don't lose many, but they don't look like they haven't looked very, very good in these past three games at home. Like, yeah. So I'm calling now. I think they lose one of these two games at home, whether it's tonight against Indiana or when they're a massive favorite against OKC. I think it's OKC. OKC's
0: been good lately,
1: man. I think OKC's going to beat them. Yeah, I think. think yeah, I think is. I think is OKC. I mean, I def. I think OKC's winning that game. By the way, I know we're not talking about because it's on saying. Sunday, but I think OKC's going to win that game. Which is why I I'm love, hesitant I that to. OKC too. I, that's which is why I'm hesitant to say Indiana plus four forty tonight. Yeah, because I think OKC's going to win the next one.
0: Because they're not losing both. You're just expecting Denver to lose one.
1: Yeah, but I. We'll we'll see. We'll see. i I may end up saying it at the end of the show, but I think Indiana's in this game. I don't think anybody's giving Indiana a shot in this one. And they are one of the best teams against the spread this season at uh what's that twenty six and twenty? One of the best teams, best teams ATS on the season. They're nineteen and fifteen as an underdog. I don't know, man. I got to look up what they do when they get double digits, but I feel like Indiana covers at a high clip.
0: I'm just going to put it this way. This feels like a tremendous Matherin game.
1: Yes. I, I like Matherin today, and I like uh, I like Nimhart to get that double-double that I've been looking for. I, I've been waiting, We're for, waiting it and for it. I've been it. looking for it. Yeah, I've been waiting for it, looking for it. I've been playing it. I, hopefully, today's the day, but I think Matherin, uh, Matherin has a good game, and I think this is the day that Nimhart gives me that double-double because he was I'm really good offensively last time.
0: I'm concerned about the Nemhard double double because they're giving McConnell a bunch of minutes and he has the ball in his hands a lot for a point guard that can't shoot. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm, I think the Nemhard one's tricky because McConnell does kind of handle most of the point guard responsibility. But, but it's decent think that, it's good price though.
1: I think that you'll get a jump start and maybe you want to play a Nemhard assist in the first quarter. I know that they would be having those kind of bets out there. Yeah. I've seen it. I think you'll get a jump start on it. Like if you told me that we're going coming out of the first quarter, and he already has five assists, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Not at all.
0: By the way, Jokic triple doubles plus one fifteen. Really? <laughs> plus one
1: fifteen is so absurd. All right. All right. Uh he's on the over. I'm on the under, actually. Okay. It's really high. It's really high. Next game on the slate, we have the Utah Jazz at home, welcoming the Brooklyn Nets on a back-to-back. Jazz are laying seven and a half, opened up at six, 20, 22, 29 and a half is the total. Not really going to have much on the injury report here. We'll see if TJ Warren plays because they do have a TBD here by his name. And you think he does have that foot injury. So they may actually pull him from the lineup. We'll see. Pretty clean for Utah. Yeah, Brooklyn plus seven and a half Brooklyn on the money line.
0: I just roasted the crap out of the net to start the podcast, but I'm taking the plus the points in this game. Uh, ben, I, ben Simmons, double-double
1: like double and a win. Ben Simmons, double-double and a win. I feel like that's juiced. Can I give take
0: double-double if I'm afraid he's going to score less than five points?
1: No, because I feel good about him getting the assist and the rebounds. That's why I said double-double. not tri- I strategically said double-double and not triple-double. Yeah, I feel good one, about him getting the rebounds and the assists.
0: I, I mean, if you're if you're betting double double and you're not going to get
1: points, like that's just it's that's ben so rough. It's Ben Simmons. <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, because I'm such a dJ Let me I'm going to see what it. the triple double is. Uh, Doesn't
0: exist. Okay, great. They so, have triple double prizes for Kyrie, but not for Ben Simmons. Thank thanks a lot.
1: Guys. All right, let's see here. Ben, Ben, Ben. I don't see Ben. That's
0: what I'm props. saying. I don't. I don't see Simmons. No, they just
1: yeah. don't have Bens on the prop. Like they don't be. either. Yeah. All right. Whenever it comes up. Just entertain me. Because this points prop is probably going to be at, what, 9.5? Maybe 10.5 with KD out?
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be 8.5.
1: 8.5? Okay. So, I mean, even, even that. Entertain me with this. Ben Simmons 10 plus assists. Ben Simmons 10 plus rebounds. Under alts, 9.5 points. That's fun. That That's fun. Entertain me with that. Okay. That's fun. Man, what a call.
0: I I like that idea, but I'm going to go with the Nets here uh, to go back to the point. Utah is laying a decent number. The Nets, even though they lost the game, they showed resolve. They were getting their ass kicked, and they actually kind of showed up in the second half. Maybe that builds some confidence. It's mostly the fact that the Nets, I've mentioned it time and time on the show, this team is incredible on Friday nights. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know <laughs> is it re- why I don't oh, yeah, know why, <laughs> don't know why <laughs> this team is so good on Fridays, but they're so good on Fridays. I think that it's gonna be a competitive game. Utah really finds a way to make games competitive because offensively they're amazing, but defensively they suck. Mm-hmm. I think you could see a block party between Claxton and Kessler, which will be a lot of fun between those two guys. But assuming the Nets don't bench half the team. If they do bench Warren. I'll be all over Cam Thomas props. I think it's a great Cam Thomas game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to go with the Nets, though. The spread seems a little bit large. I'll go with the Nets. All
1: right. I mean, well, I, I didn't. Seven I and a half care. with Utah. So I, you're, much. I think the spread is a little bit large. I don't care if Utah was laying one. <laughs> what? I wouldn't care if Utah was laying one. I'm not taking them as a favorite. Come on now. Plus seven and a half, plus 250. I'm on an over. Two twenty nine and a half I'm on over. Next game on the slate, we have the Memphis Grizzlies going to play the Los Angeles Lakers in LA. Great Leaker Lakers are catching seven and a half at home against the Grizzlies. 243.5. Thir- forty three and a half. They're just <laughs> they're just tossing these Laker lines out the window, man.
0: By the way, did did you uh, hear the news for this game?
1: Uh, what what news? Oh, uh, LeBron's questionable. Oh, bro I'm, <laughs> I'm getting there all right you know it's questionable memphis every game. that's
0: why i'm joking he's questionable every game and he plays it's a waste of time
1: memphis grizzlies Zaire williams is questionable with an illness and for the lakers like you said lebron is questionable every
0: game is questionable
1: yeah and that's it i mean you know you're not gonna see walker reeves or davis okay
0: Do you want to make a case for the Lakers stepping
1: up at home? I, no, I don't. I was hoping you would. No, absolutely I, not. I have no – I just think that – What I will say is that the Lakers have done a decent job of surprising me in some spots, not all spots, but some spots that I just gave them zero shot for. But, I mean, it's the Grizzlies, man. It's the Grizzlies I just, what?
0: I just saw the Lakers lose at home to a team without Sabonis. I watched it. I watched the game. They were awful in the second half. Uh, they, the game was close. Then you had the clear path foul at the end, and, you know, things got weird. Westbrook kept, Westbrook and Beverly took a couple threes in the fourth quarter, which was just so dumb. LeBron took another crappy fadeaway three-pointer down the stretch, which he bricked, and that kind of decided the game. I'm on the Grizzlies. They match up really well against the Lakers. The Lakers stink. I'm expecting the Grizzlies to win the rebounding battle by, what, like 15 in this game? Who on the Lakers is going to out-rebound or even hang with Steven Adams on the glass? They got nobody.
1: I think Memphis to will say, rebounds by, by 15. What I will say, and it's really the only stat that is concerning me with Memphis. Is it the money? No, it's not the money. Well, the money is interesting. It is because it's all on Memphis, but so Memphis sometimes gets over that. They are 9-15-1 against the Western Conference. So that's the, ATS we're talking about, right? Yes, ATS. Okay. It is ATS. The only yeah, – because you can't tie. In yeah. The game. Yeah, but the only thing that I, makes I, I me throw fact- that I out as well, guess the Lakers record against the Western Conference.
0: Can you tell me how many games at least?
1: Uh, It is – sorry, math in public, math in public, 25 games. Is, it, is there a push in there? Yes, there is a push in there. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, ATS, you said twenty five games. I'll go six eighteen and one. No, I thought it was a good guess. That felt good. It
1: was. Memphis was nine fifteen and one. The Lakers are nine fifteen and one against the Western right. Conference. So okay. <laughs> now, I took a jump
0: shot, felt good. Hit back rim. You know, now, you, you Lakers them.
1: are catching points in majority of those games, and Memphis is laying points in majority of those games. But it's the same ATS record, all the same. I'm still going Memphis. I don't care. Once
0: yeah. again, Sabonis didn't play last game, and Sacramento still out rebounded the Lakers by like 12. The Lakers can't rebound because Davis is out. They have no backup centers. They have nobody really worth a damn in the front court now. You have Adams and you have Jackson and you have Clo- you have so many guys that you can just throw in in the front court to give you a good rebounding edge. Mm-hmm. Jot is going to put on a show, I think we expect it. The Lakers aren't a great defensive team. They've been okay, but not great. I'm on Memphis.
1: The Lakers are horrible. uh, Desmond Bang might go off just because he and Bron got into it a little bit last year. When, you know, you remember the clip where LeBron is like, nah, stop that talking shit. Like, y'all make a couple of starters start talking shit. And then he went down and dunked on Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh,
0: no, that that, that clip circulated going, like, yeah, remember that one time when LeBron did that? I'm like, yeah, the Grizzlies won the game by 30. Like, you're not going to yeah. talk about that part. The <laughs> like, Grizzlies literally won the game by 30 points. But I'm on Memphis. Th- that team is so good. And they yeah. won, what, 11 straight? They haven't lost in 2023
1: yet? Yeah, yeah. Even won that game against the Cavaliers. Now that was an ugly game for sure, but they still got the win. Oh.
0: Yeah. Shout out to Steven Adams
1: for the putback layup. Yep. All right. Last game of the slate. Oklahoma City Thunder are traveling to Sacramento to play as Sacramento Kings. This is the total. Let's see here. Injury report we have pretty clean. Same outs, long term outs for the Thunder. And for Sacramento Kings, Sabonis is questionable. Matthew Dellavedova is questionable. Did they all just get sick? Alex Lynn is questionable as well. Yeah, all three of them. Sabonis because. has an illness, so I'm assuming he was hanging around and they got sick. It's not cold. And it looks, like, it looks like Sabonis, Dellavedova, and Alex Len all hang out and spend a bunch of time together. That's why they all got sick. I forgot
0: Dellavedova was still in the league. For the record, no, I, I did too. The-
1: No, it was it was what, what game was it where the Kings was playing and I was watching. I seen him on a bench and I said, oh, he's still here.
0: Remember, when, he LeBron Remember when LeBron yeah. got him a 30 million dollar
1: contract? Remember when LeBron got him a 30 million dollar contract? Because he was good for like two games against Curry. <laughs> Not even the whole playoffs, just one series, two games. That's it. All right. That's how That's got paid. LeBron got, yeah, I was about to say, LeBron got Mazgolf a contract. Like, y'all stop playing LeBron. LeBron got Tristan Thompson, Golf, Mel Del Dova. He got all of them contracts, yo. JR Smith. Yep. All right. It in case for Sacramento laying points at home when OKC is such a good road dog team.
0: I'm not doing it. Uh, the fact that Sabonis is still battling an illness, which means if he's healthy enough, he should play anyway. I do think there's less urgency to bring him back when you won a game without him anyway. Mm-hmm. So you might be more likely to sit him again until he feels 100%. I'm on the Thunder anyway. I love mm-hmm. this team so much. 23-9 I,
1: I, as an underdog this season. Even 23 in general. And 9
0: If you just watch them play the last couple of weeks, they're really clicking. The chemistry's there. I don't even just mean the social media jokes where you can tell that they love playing with each other and they're good friends. But still... I like how they played and what is this
1: team with Holgram? It depends. What do you think of Holgram. What is this team with Holgram in the lineup? I think he's, I think he's solid. Now I'm interested to see him without playing basketball for a year and how he adjusted at NBA, NBA. I'm sure he's probably going to be in rookie of the rookie of the year conversations next year. He's in Ben
0: Simmons rookie of the year contention. So yeah,
1: for sure. And Ben Simmons won it. So, I mean, maybe we need to put a bet on that next year, but 23 and 9 as an underdog this season. First of all, both of these teams are really, really good against spread. OKC 29 and 16. Sacramento 25 and 18. Sacramento's 13 and 9 as a favorite. 12 and 11 at home. OKC 14 and 8 on the road. Last 10 games, OKC 8 and 2. 6 and 4 for Sacramento. Like both of these teams are are on it. I'm taking the points. Give me OKC. I'll
0: tell you what, though. People are going to talk about, you know, Good coaches, and I've roasted a lot of coaches. I'm pretty harsh on coaches. I think that Dagnalt is one of the most underrated coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. He's a
1: hell of a coach for. I OKC. don't even think people. I think if you said his name and they and we weren't talking about this game, I don't think people would know who he coached.
0: I looked up the pronunciation just to make sure I didn't butcher it. That's how you know that that's my version of not really knowing. But I know his name, of course. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, People, I'm sure would tell you. You know, OKC Shea great talent and then you look at the coach and you like, you got to give him some credit like th- this team even with Shea playing last year was going to get was good ATS and they pu- they sat on the entire second half but I'm on the thunder Giddy's been great Shea hasn't even needed to score 30 recently he's been able mm-hmm. to take a step back
1: a little bit uh both Jalen Williamses have been good I like really Jalen Jalen J-A-L-E-N has been he's in rookie of the year conversation
0: yeah, he's in conversation. It's about a two second conversation. He's had, I mean, because <laughs> it's,
1: it's really a two horse race. Like, yeah. it's a two horse race, but you, he's right there next to. If you had a conversation of, between him and Jay and Ivy, that's a real conversation to have.
0: Him and Ivy, yes. I would still pull Walker Kessler ahead of him if we're actually going to have a conversation.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the, I think that's actually the race. I think it's in order, Ben Caro, Matherin, Williams, Ivy, Kessler
0: i think williams is behind Kessler.
1: no i'm telling you that's what the race is like what i saw on tv that's actually what the race is how they have it you know one through five now everybody's got their own opinions or whatever but that's actually how the nba or whoever actually makes that well, list. the ladder or whatever i'm very curious on going- who actually makes that list but that's how the list is and i'm not gonna lie hey I, I get it like i get it he's been really good like He's definitely a pleasant surprise.
0: No, I mean we, we've said it before. I'll say it again. I fuck with this team. This
1: team, is fun. They're <laughs> Yo, good. they're so fun. They've they're been fun team. for years. They've been fun for years. Like this is not the first time that they've been covering spread. They were covering the spread last year. I don't remember if it was the year before that as well, but definitely last year they were covering the spread a lot last year. So yeah, but I their,
0: mean, their point spread numbers were awful at the end for some years because they've been shay for this for the last three months. But mm-hmm. this team's a playing team. They might yep. be better than that.
1: They're good. Yo, they're twenty two and twenty-three right now. Like they're about to cash their win total before all star break. Um uh, they covered a spread in one game to win. I don't know if they get the win, but they cover the spread. It is only in one game. three.
0: So the spread is quite manageable. I'm assuming if Sabonis is rolled active, it'll go off. Oh, I think oh I think OKC okay, so has a good chance to win this outright. I'm picking them to win outright. I'm just saying. I think the line goes up if Sabonis is going. Oh yeah, it. it definitely does. As soon as if, if Sabonis is going to play, line will go up. That's why it's probably a three. They're pricing in the chance that he doesn't play. I like the Thunder anyway.
1: The pros are on Sacramento though. Okay. Fifty nine percent of the bets, eighty nine percent of the money. The pros need to watch more OKC film. That's what that tells me. You know. Yeah, man. I can't back him on this one. yo. You I'm think I'm gonna? Fa- you,
0: you think I'm gonna fade himothy? I'm not going yeah. against Giddy. Come on.
1: Hemi Neutron. I'm not going against them. Hemi Neutron. All right. Let's – that's it. That's everything on the slate. Let's go ahead because I don't have another read. Lock and dog time to end the show. For my lock, I'm going to go with – No, the Lakers are good in first half, so I don't want to do that one. My Memphis first half cash last time we were on.
0: Well, Memphis first half is usually a given, but that's especially true at home. So they're on the but road yeah. it's a bit different.
1: Uh, is Cleveland first half versus Golden State coming off that? That sounds very chalky, but Cleveland should really do it. And Golden State, five and a half. Oh, I thought it was going to be four and a half, though. Mm. Yeah, I got to go back to that Denver play, man. Give me Denver in the first quarter. Minus three and a half. Indiana so bad, so bad in the first quarter. It's really, really terrible. Uh, give me the yeah, the minus three and a half, and then I'll probably get on Indiana after that and take them at, what, plus 14, 15, 16, something like that. Yeah, it game. should be around there live. Yeah, I'll, I'll get that live play. But give me Denver, first quarter, minus three and a half. For my dog, I have so many to choose from. Mm-hmm. I love these days. All right.
0: I feel like you're gonna take San Antonio if I had to guess.
1: Ah, oh, San Antonio is a really juicy dog. Well Utah's dating Utah's a system play, so I don't even know if you're gonna Yeah, no, right. I, I can't do that one. That's not fair. Like, why would I give out a play that everybody's already betting? That's not fun. Uh yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. I'll I will i will just stay in the same game. Fuck it. I'll do it because I don't care. Give me plus four forty. They they this I have not been impressed by this this home trip. Denver, and I think they're going to get caught slipping. And yes, it's more likely to be OKC, but that's exactly what happens. The least likely thing happens. So, yeah, give me Indiana plus 440. No, however, right. and they get it done.
0: For me, it's actually kind of funny. I don't think we've ever done this on the show before. We're going to double lock a quarter play. I'm, right. going take Den- I'm going to take Denver first quarter. Uh, we've talked about Indiana struggles in the first quarter. Denver at home has been especially in the first quarter, has been phenomenal. I think that they're going to jump out to an early lead. I'm not sure about the full game because Denver we've seen kind of struggle whenever Jokic is off the floor and defensively they fall off a cliff. But they're really good early in games, Mm -hmm. and I think it's a good spot for them. So I will go with Denver first quarter with you, (laughs) minus three and a half. For my dog, I have a couple options. I could go for maybe a double-double somewhere or something like that. But I'm going to go with OKC. I love this team so much. This team is just clicking. They're playing great basketball. Sacramento, I still love as a team as well. I was on their win total over before the season started, and right now I believe they're in the three-seed spot. But Sabonis might not play, and I'm not going to overreact them beating the Lakers. That game was competitive. I don't think the Lakers are good. But the Thunder, I like how they've played. I don't think anybody on either team can stay with Fox or Shea, so they Mm -hmm. cancel each other out. Giddy's been great. Jalen Williams has been great. I like this overall form. The team's in and Sacramento might be shorthanded. I, as, as much as I love the beam, they're going to have to put it on hold. The beam's out of order tonight. I'm going with the Thunder <laughs> money one.
1: I'm so glad I didn't go Thunder because we would have had the exact same picks.
0: But I, I, I have was, to go with the Thunder. I, love I, him I to
1: pivoted to Indiana it. just because I was banking on you taking a Thunder.
0: I really thought you'd go <laughs> San Antonio.
1: No, I'm I'm there, but it just seems like whenever I make them my dog, they never get the win right. and I want the people to ca- enjoy that sweet cash, so I'm not going to do it.
0: So are you going with a potential round-robin, money-line parlay?
1: With oh, yes, round-robin, money-line parlay, Thunder? Pacers, Spurs, and OKC, Thunder? 100%. If you get Pacers you throw, and you OKC... you throw the Nets in there or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so 14. 14, money-line, round-robin, parlay, Pacers, Spurs, Nets, and... uh. Who did I say? Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. You get 82 of those and you're sitting pretty nice. Yeah. Before we go, Ben Matherin, 30, 10 for 17, 6 for 9 last time they played Denver. So.
0: I mean, total's 239.5. We both think it's a Matherin game. Yeah. Uh, 30 be- plus points. They don't even have Matherin listed, which sucks. Matherin, 25 plus, by the way, is plus 550.
1: That's why they don't have it listed because it got too high. You know, once they get, they don't show anybody's props for points when it gets over six to one anymore.
0: I'm, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't really. I, I think they'll occasionally show it for like seven to one or higher for like forty for superstars, but twenty five plus for Matherin at five fifty, you can even be safe with it if you want to take twenty points. Matherin's plus plus one seventy.
1: Yeah. No, he's. I think he's going to go off. All right. Before we end the show. You know, I had to talk about the Giants. I just saved it to the end of the show in case nobody wanted to hear about football on an on a NBA podcast. But look, Scott, I'm feeling a lot better. Like, I know we just recorded the NFL Gambling Podcast. Make sure y'all go check that out. We did Saturday games. I'm feeling a lot better. You felt because, good to begin with. Yeah, I did. And I'm feeling a, I'm feeling a lot better. Like, huh.
0: Now, was there anything Did, to make you feel better because it's closer? or Because you, I saw think them I, dance, so, you saw them dancing in practice, and you liked the playlist.
1: Oh no! So first of all, Bank R.I.P. Bankroll Fresh, R.I.P. Bankroll Fresh. That when they pulled that out, I was like, "Oh, I ain't heard that." Oh, that, that me, definitely, was definitely like a whoop that trick hey, moment. I'm just hey, I was like, "Oh, I ain't heard no bankroll. It was a whoop that business. trick moment. That's why I'm asking. But I do think that we can win the battle in the trenches the offensive line has to be the MVP of the game. But when I'm sitting there and I'm going back watching other games, I'm really not terrified of Darius Slay in this game.
0: Now, Slay's been underratedly bad the last yeah. month or so.
1: like and it's like, I don't know. When you catch him in phase, when you catch him in phase, you have a very good chance of get, at least the very least getting the completion. Now, when he plays out of phase, then he normally makes a really good plate on the ball, but in phase and that's what the giants receivers do a lot like short in phase catches be able to keep the uh ball moving i think that we can get something like i think you can't be afraid to attack Darius slay cool. i wouldn't I attack, you. bradbury, at like that, attack but... bradbury at all don't attack bradbury at all bradbury is gonna make us look foolish and it's a revenge game angle and uh, i mean, note,
0: you know that i gave out slayton receiving yards over so i was already yeah kind of
1: and so and i was thinking about that because you said it i was thinking about it. i said man like It's got right. Is there? And I'm like, man, there's really more of a possibility like that. That's a low number. But there was one play in particular on fourth down in week 14. And I was watching the play and they threw it up to uh, Devonta Smith. He ends up catching the ball, taking it into the end zone. But the safety had the opportunity to make a pick because the ball sit up up there. It sat in the air. Mm -hmm. And Jalen Hurts' balls sit in the air a lot and so i'm like man if that was xavier mckinney that's a pick like that is a pick i'm betting i'm finding a book and i'm betting mckinney and i'm gonna bet love too because he's the other safety up there if the giants win they're gonna get turnovers it's got to be getting turnovers that's how the game was close between the commanders that's how the game was close between the bears for the eagles they kept the, week the ball. Game over.
0: was close because Hurts had that interception. In yeah. The, the it, and
1: whatever. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's going to sit in the pocket a little bit more. He's going to question running. He's going to make this half second thought of running because I almost think that they are telling him, don't always take off. Like, you don't always have to take off. And I think that half second is going to be enough for Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Lujoare. Now we have Leonard Williams. So you talked about. Uh, People are talking about, oh, Miles Sanders is going to have another big game, blah, 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 blah. All these, Martin Sanders is going to have a really good game. Leonard Williams is a really good run stopper. He's top 10 in terms of run rate for defensive tackles.
0: By the way, if you were curious, Hertz to throw a pick in this game is plus
1: 120. Well, go ahead and make that bet while we're on. Just throwing that out there. He's throwing a pick.
0: I I, like the interception, too, because Hertz has played one playoff game in his career,
1: and he sucked.
0: Like, I think he's going to make a mistake. Once again, he's, he's barely played since the injury. So yeah. interception plus 120, I don't mind.
1: I think but, that they're not going to be in a situation this time around like they were in week 14 where they were able to run the ball so much because they, were, they had a lead. They didn't – they were – and then they were getting success. I don't think they're going to get success running the ball with the running backs. I think more success is going to come with Jalen Hurts. I'm actually intending on playing uh, Daniel Jones to be a leading rusher in the entire game. Just as a, he's probably going to be really big plus money because you have Saquon. Everybody thinks that Miles Sanders is going to have a good game. You still have Jalen Hurts on the other side. Like it's at least three people that are going to be above him in terms of price. Yeah. I'm I, telling I,
0: y'all I, I, right I think now. Daniel Jones has a good shot to go for 70 plus yards. I think
1: he could be, I really do think he could be elite rusher for the game. <laughs> even though I do think Saquon has a really good game, it, it just takes like one crazy big run. And Daniel Jones is going to have a huge edge over Saquon, but yeah. Oh man. All right. I'm, I'm not going to, I had more to say, but I'm not going to do it. Like we've been here long enough. We still got to get the podcast. Out if you want the
0: watch the NFL show.
1: Yeah. Oh, come to the pregame show. Wait for the pregame show. For sure. I'm going to be up there. You're going to hear a lot more. And I'm going to be talking my shit. Cause I'll probably be drunk. All right, everybody, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, make sure you do that. NBA Gambling Podcast, make sure you leave us a review on Spotify and Apple and just have a great weekend because I know I will because we're going to win and we are going to the NFC Championship game. And if we're not, nobody say anything about it on Monday because I will literally close my laptop and be done. Well, you're.
0: I'm. I'm not on the show
1: Monday, so you don't have to worry about me. Oh, dang! So I gotta tell Munov. All right, because off will say something, then I'll actually close my laptop. Well, I thought, I thought you were telling the chat
0: time. box. I didn't think you were actually talking to me. But-
1: oh no, no, I'm telling chat box too. I will close. I will close my laptop and go home. Okay. Well, I'm already home, but I will close my laptop and not speak for the rest of the show. I because I will be pissed. We're a seven and a half point underdog, and I feel like we should be like even money. Like that's how confident I feel with my guys. All right. That's enough of the show. That's enough of us talking. I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. Just going to end the podcast like this. Walk into your trap, take over your trap. Fuck Philly. We're out of here. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me, the ball. Because I'm gonna-